to Bigger Than the Score with Peter Ferguson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back to 93.7 The Ticket, Bigger Than the Score. Again, this is Peter Ferguson with Peter Ferguson, BHS LLC. And then always on the ones and twos, we've got Harrison spinning things. Again, I'm going to work out 2024, getting them a different name <laughs> than the, the Dr. Dre of The Ticket. But Harrison, how can people get in touch with us? I know we got a lot listening in today and really appreciative of that. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can always join in on the show. Sorry to him and text line 402-464-5685 or join on the streams as because I've been doing Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, or, or X, if you call it that, and channel 951 on Allo. And uh, you guys got to be ready here, just in case. If you guys got to break Dylan Rayola news, that's what <laughs> the, the numbers are waiting. So if that ahead, breaks, we'll, we'll, we'll be ready. We'll push things <laughs> off to the side for you on that. But um, we're going to go ahead and turn it over to Gore as we introduce Gore and Coach Rump. We've got both of them in the studio. But Gore um, is going to kind of lead things and, and flip the script a little bit on Harrison and myself and, and kind of just lead us through kind of wrapping up the year, but just interviewing us, asking us some questions. Coach Rump is a avid listener, so getting some perspective on that so i'll give it to give the give the microphone over to gore absolutely awesome like i previously said it's great to be on the show you know making my radio debut <laughs> um, a service that you guys didn't think you needed but here i am so, um but yeah i mean let's just get right into it uh pete i'm gonna ask you what what kind of was the vision behind this what brought you into this and how has it been sustained yeah, you know, I, I said a couple times, you know, you, when you get around DP, and if you don't know, Derek Pearson, who's the station owner, and Rebecca, because I'd be remiss if you you didn't you know, mention, when you mentioned DP, you got to mention Rebecca. Um, they really have visions that sometimes you don't even know um, that you're a part of. And, and I remember having a conversation. I saw him at the Inspire event, and there were a number of scholars that you know, Desiree, Andrea, um, had received one of the scholarships, and um, a couple people had just made mention of me um, as a as note of appreciation, and I was humbled by that. And then he gave me his card and he just said, hey, I'd love to touch base. Um, and I didn't really know who DP was, to be honest with you, um, which is hard to say now because I think anywhere you go, Harrison would agree, you know, who doesn't know who DP is. And um, we scheduled a lunch at Brewski's and we were talking about some different things and and just our philosophies aligned. And it was about, you know, he talks a lot about love. And, and um, for me, it's about, you know, empowerment. It's about education. It's about engaging. And those things seem simply to align. And so he talked about an opportunity to just come on the show once and he profiled a couple things. And from there, he just said, you know, hey, um, I would you like to continue this in some form or fashion? I remember the first time in here, I think Harrison was here, he was here, and I thought it was going to be every week he was going to be here and we were going to bring somebody in. And then that next week, he wasn't there. He like sent me a note. He goes, you got this. And, and so, you know, from that, it's just been an opportunity to showcase um, and illustrate and highlight the goodness of scholars around the community, um, how they pour into others, but how they pour into the community. But um, more importantly, just give them a platform and a stage. And, and um, I, I believe it's been well received. I've been appreciative of those who've listened and kind of um, ebbed and flowed with us as we've kind of tinkered with the format. But that's really what the vision was, is just an opportunity to showcase uh, goodness within the community, whether it's young people, primarily young people, but also adults who who also have a role in that as well. Yeah, kind of going back on what, something you just said, um, you speak about 
giving scholars a platform um, and a big thing for you is elevating scholars voices where where does that come from and why does that mean so much to you yeah you know there's people in this room that are instrumental in that um you know coach rump has been a part of that you know harrison you know dp but you know throughout history of uh, scholars have been the you know people say you know they're our future you know we've got to take care of our future and now they're today I mean, you think about 1963, I think the Birmingham Children's March, you know, you, you can go on and on, you know, Claudette Colvin, people remember Rosa Parks, but Claudette Colvin did the same thing Rosa Parks did about nine months before her, you know? And so I, you know, I, I focus, there's a lot in the civil rights movement, but even today, when you think about, you know, going forward 2020, you know, who led all those, you know, you know, those transformational change, it was young people. And so they're not tomorrow, they're today. And so I continue to be, you know, those three things I talked about when I go into space, empowered, educated, um, and engaged, um, that's where it's at. And, and for me, you know, I, it's, been a, it's been a gift that I've had the opportunity to align the things that I do professionally with the things that I feel like I do personally. But also I give credit to my mom and dad, you know, uh, Mr. Howard and Alita Ferguson. Um, they didn't have those opportunities. And they put me in space where I didn't always take advantage of them. And then I felt it was my responsibility to make sure that I offered it and made sure others took advantage, whether it be my daughter, but then kind of spurring off that to, to other young people within this community, but out, even outside of it. Yeah. Speaking of young people, uh, Coach Rump, <laughs> um, you work in schools. Um, you said your first gig was teaching fourth grade at Hartley. Fourth and fifth grade at yeah. Hartley. Um, was that always something that you were looking forward to doing? Is that something you always liked doing? Uh, like all, like growing up and, and as a young adult, uh, I was always around like summer playgrounds and that kind of things, helping out and doing those kind of things. So I was always involved with, with young people. Uh, I guess uh, in, until I had actually uh, two teachers who were neighbors, uh, Bruce and Mindy Reed, who both taught and coached it at Northeast. Uh, I had gone through a whole bunch of different kinds of jobs and, and I was starting to coach my own kids, daughters, games and, uh, sports. And they both said, man, you, you need to go back to school and, and get into education. We need, we need more people like you and, and especially in elementary ed. And so I ended up quitting my job and going back to school full time and realized all of a sudden that man, school's a lot easier when you sit down and pay attention. <laughs> And I also realize that it's a lot harder to lie to your wife than it is your mom about how hard you're working in school. <laughs> We're not advocating for that, people. That's a station disclaimer. <laughs> and uh, once I got into teaching, it's I, I loved every day that I went into the classroom. And uh, the minute that it became burdensome is when I decided I needed to retire. But uh, I, I think... You know, that fourth, fifth, and sixth grade is where I, I taught, and I think those are the, the greatest, greatest kids in the world to be around. Their sense of humor is just developing, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. That's awesome. Harrison, kind of flipping it over to you a little bit. What's your history, and, like, what's your role here? What 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 are your passions? Yeah, so my history uh, here at the Ticket is I started as an intern. Um, I have to go back, I think, three years for early break with sip and jake that's uh six to eight a.m every monday through friday uh but yeah i was kind of going down the same road i was in college had a, a degree in communications was doing a lot of drywall and paint work was joined with an llc for a little bit trying to figure out what i wanted to do and then yeah i was lucky enough to get an internship 
at early break and it turned into me being a longtime producer here and uh, the job honestly just slowly kind of kept evolving it, for a little bit of while there it was just ticket weeknights and now it's Sunday mornings um, now it's picking up a little bit bigger on a roll and scheduling everything out so uh, you know Pete mentioned it before but with Derek Pearson he puts out a vision that you don't always see sometimes yeah. and that was definitely the case for me as the more I got involved with this job, the more the vision just kind of keeps lining itself for, out for me. Uh, and DP kind of always saw it. I'm slowly just realizing it myself. But yeah, I just kind of got into producing more and more. And yeah, now my bigger passion is really just becoming producing and producing better and better clips, better audio quality, better video. Um, just anything I can do to help the talent we have on air get to their audience in a better way. And that's that's really slowly becoming my new passion. That's awesome. Uh, Pete, another question for you. What kind of goes into your thought process when you think of who you want to bring on um, and what like value they bring and what the people want to hear? Yeah, you know, um, for me, sometimes, you know, you you wonder, you hope like, you know, it, it draws in other people. But, you know, I want sometimes those voices and those faces people know, but also those stories that people don't. And I get the unique opportunity with my job, you know, with Lincoln Public Schools, but definitely also outside of it. I think sometimes even outside, you know, um, you get those tidbits of like, oh, okay, I saw how this individual, you know, um, navigated a certain situation or, you know, when they're at a football camp. So I think about like Cam um, Dale, who came in. Um, the reason I wanted him on the show was just he – he was just a good, kind kid, like a phenomenal athlete, but rarely do I have individuals on the show because of their athletic ability and their promise. You know, to be perfectly honest, that's not what's going to get you on. It's, it's the other intangibles. It's that character. And, and so I want people to hear that. I want people to hear their perspective. Um, and sometimes they don't even know it. I think Harrison talked about it, not even seeing the vision, mm -hmm. you know, or why you want. And so I'll always get, I think probably half the time I get, well, why me? or they're so nervous. Like, I don't really have that much to share. And yeah, you do, <laughs> you know, and they get in this seat and I think about Antonio and I think about, you know, what Antonio, how one, his first time he was a guest here, but the second time he facilitated the show when I was away in Utah and that's a fifth grader and just like handled it like a pro. And what I remember, and I don't think they mind me saying this is what I remember we were at the other studio and Antonio was on ans answering questions. And I looked back, and I don't know if Harrison remembers this, but mm -hmm. um, dad was wiping his eyes. And Antonio's like, I've never seen my, you know, I've not seen him be emotional like that before. And he goes, you know, he goes, I'm just so proud of him. Um, and I never, you know, you know, imagined seeing him in this space. And I think it wasn't he never imagined seeing him in space. He imagined him being in this space, but never thought there would be an opportunity for him to be in this space. And that's what goes into my thought process and goes into my thinking is, you know, scholars and parents and everybody knows this exists. They see it on TV. They see LeBron James interview. They see Becca Alec interviewed. But you don't have to wait to be that person to be in this space. And if we can provide that opportunity, it's not just me. If we can provide that opportunity, then I think we're obligated to do it. And so that's what goes into my thought process as I look for young people. Um, not the traditional mainstream, but you're going to get some. But Amelia Chaez, you know, Rafa, um, her story, I mean, 15 years old and was on here and people thought she was 50 mm. <laughs> with the knowledge she was dropping. And so... 
Um, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's my thought process that goes into not that people don't imagine being here, but they just don't know as exists. And so I want to be that vehicle and that door for that to happen. Yeah, no, it's incredibly powerful. Um, just opportunities create gateways, which is huge for people that are not of the seasoned age. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his subtle way of, well, I told him never call somebody old. Thank you. <laughs> just got to keep it real. <laughs> So you gave a lot of insight on people that have been on the show before. Um, so Harrison and Coach, I would like to open up to you guys. Um, who are some people that you guys have seen on the show that have had some impact, maybe not only on you, but uh, things that you've heard, things that you've seen? Um, what are some like takeaways and what are some like bites of things that you guys have taken from people that have previously been on? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it off first just because we just mentioned him. But uh, definitely Antonio, you know, it's pete's out of town which you know shout out antonio for running the show for that one didn't have to hear about the cowboys that morning uh but hearing him go on there and shout out to phil maynard too who always is a great help for the show when we need him um but yeah i was it was one of those times where pete leaves and antonio's gonna run the show leaving me with a fifth grader and, and he kills it it was one of the easiest shows i've ever had to really produce for antonio's asking great question after great question and uh when it comes to trying to remember the the great quotes it's it's almost hard to remember a lot of them. You can go from uh, Rafa to Carlos that we just had last week with the classic destroy them. Uh, but there's so many quotes. And one thing you realize with these younger people is it's always simple, right? It's just, it's really simple advice, but it's stuff when we get older, we like to, we like to put in all these other variables that don't really mean anything. Um, and they just see it through much clearer lens. It's like basically just do the right thing. Um, you know, sometimes it's going to be harder, but trying to think of a good quote, Pete, do you have a quote? from any of these scholars that we've had on here that really sticks out to you that you can remember word by word? You know, it was the two sisters, the young ladies, um, and she talked about the Kobe Bryant quote that spoke to her. Yeah. That's still the way she says, like, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't try, um, and I can't say it word for word, but it was, the, it was, it was the Kobe Bryant quote. Mm -hmm. I'll look it up. But that one is the one, like, I mean, they all resonate, but that still continues to this day um, to resonate. And then also one of the scholars I remember um, – EJ Felder, um, I asked him, you know, what would you tell, you know, your parents out there? And he's like, just let them, let them be, let them be. And I always say it's their journey. And he said, just, just let them be, support them, support them. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, shout out to EJ Felder too. And there's just been so many scary scholars on here. You can go back on YouTube and re-listen to them. But yeah, it's just, to me, I'm always amazed about, you know, how simple sometimes they'll put uh, their quotes through their lens, what they're trying to say. Uh, and it really rings true. So I think what Pete's saying, you know, they really are the future. It's not tomorrow. Like a lot of times it's now and being able to hear them week in, week out and hear them talk. It, it's great to have this platform because a lot of them, you, I'm just so impressed by where they're at already. I think for me, uh, I, I can go back to one of the early shows uh, when you had, uh, it was a lot about middle school athletics and uh, Nick Crump was on. Yeah who's a really good friend of mine. I uh, taught with him at Scott middle school and uh, coached alongside of him and just to hear how the middle school program works. And then I have to go back to last week's show because the Nora park engagement was, I, I mean, something that was huge to us at Southwest when I was there as a head coach. And uh, my good friend, coach Barrett has continued that. And it, it truly was the greatest practice that, that uh, we could have. And just over the years, the, the number of kids that, that we've had contact, I remember the COVID year when we had to have it outside yeah, yeah. and had a little girl who was drawing pictures for me of 
of uh, basketball and different drills and kind of things. And, and, you know, Dana does such a great job over there. It, that one was, uh, that was a show that was kind of special to, to me. That's awesome. Um, you guys have talked a lot about Norwood park. Um, and I've done a little bit of stuff with that road yeah. classic, uh, with you, Pete. Um, what was, I, I feel like you guys might've talked about this before, but kind of going back onto that, like what was the vision behind that? And, why is that so like beneficial for scholars of that age? Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it just aligns with kind of the foundation of of multiple things, not just with Norwood Park. And so you're familiar with, you know, obviously the equity cadre, but also the Martin Luther, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Youth Rally in March, Norwood Park. I'd always tell people like anybody can do events. You know, and, and again, anybody can do events and there's no shout out to people that are event planners or whatever, but I want it to be an engagement. And so, um, I have to take this from, you know, Aaron Davis, who's on the drive with Raph. He always talked about motivation leaves the room. Once you do inspiration stays long after you're gone. Yep. And, and so I want what I'm involved in. I want what I put forward to be something that, um, becomes something that's inspirational, that's systemic, that lasts beyond Pete. And, and as those pieces that you've talked about, whether it be the Roadrunner Classic, it went beyond Coach, you know, Rump and myself. It went beyond Co Coach Jay Cox um, to the scholars that are participating. And so here we are 10 plus years later with the rally, 29 years plus later, you know, with other things. Cadre, eight years, you know, eight years later, um, it's, it's gone beyond just a moment, but to movement. And so that's what goes into the thought process is if it can really truly move things. So... I think you're going to take it to break here, and then we'll be back with another segment. So, Gore, go ahead. Awesome. Well, we're here with 93.7 to take it. Bigger than the score. Bigger than the score. <laughs> yeah. He, he, started to rename, he was trying to rename the show, Harrison. No, we're going to cut him off. We're on 93.7 to take it. Bigger than the score. This is Peter Ferguson. Peter Ferguson, BHS, LLC. We'll be right back after this break, and we're going to talk to Gore real quick.